Hi, I'm Caden. Welcome to episode one, Fighting Through the Storm, of my many podcasts. Today we will listen in on my life-changing story about my twisted relationship with my mom that ended right when we thought it had started. You will also learn about grief and love, and to remember that family is what matters most. Hope you enjoy the Adventures of Caden podcast. Today's podcast is sponsored by Heinz Ketchup. The best things come to those who wait. Long before I was born, my dad, Daddy Peter, I call him, grew up with a life of drinking beer, long before he should have and not being watched by his parents. He met my mom several years later and they got married. I was born in Norwood, Massachusetts on 6-11-2010. When I was about a few months old, my mom and dad knew they couldn't take care of me. My mom and dad drank way too much to properly take care of a baby and even took some prescription drugs that they shouldn't have and got addicted. They talked to my grandparents and agreed I would stay with them in Sudbury, Massachusetts so they could find me the perfect mother. They took very good care of me, playing with cars and trucks every day. We went to the park constantly and I played in the jungle gym and ran around with my trucks. I remember the accelerating speed I reached and the repeated slaps of wind to my face as I sprinted across the rubber surfacing as my little sneakers hit the pavement. I'd felt as if I were the fastest race car driver in the world, zooming around only the toughest of obstacles, flying up ramps, dodging the big kids, and zipping down slides. I remember my papa's soothing voice as he protected me on our daily walk to Starbucks from the two giant snarling mutts in the yard of the old beat-down creaky house at the beginning of the path. Though the two mutts were only harmless mutts to the naked eye, to me, it was, a, it was a, as if Papa was the knight in shining armor and the dogs were beastly dragons barricading our path. Even though I never wanted my awesome adventure to end, when I was 23 months old, I was adopted by the crazy but awesome Beauregard family. I knew this family would be perfect, even though sometimes I think they're pretty far off from perfect. Even though I might not have noticed at first, my adventure had just begun. Una, I yelled. Little Caden, a family friend, reached into our used card pile and shuffled around, tossing cards here and there until he found the magical plus four card, then slammed it on the glass table as if he had the strength of the Incredible Hulk. Ha! You have to take four! I opened my mouth in refusal, knowing that was clearly unfair, but I remembered he was only five and I didn't want to wipe the smile off his cute, innocent face. I snatched up my four cards and threw down my green five. Suddenly, an ear-piercing saw burst through the house. My stomach twisted and turned as the emotions stood around in my stomach like a big pasta pot. I leaped up from the green old couch and whipped open the door. I burst into the kitchen, nearly knocking over my dog as I quivered out. What happened? My mom leaned on the messy counter, phone in hand, next to a dirty plate with the remains of hot dog crumbs and ketchup splatters covering it. My mom mutters out barely any words and just tells me to stay calm. My hands shake in worry as I stare at the floor as if it was a beautiful piece of art and waited for the news to come. I followed my mom like a little duckling going everywhere she did to figure out what the mystery was. I tromp up the stairs into her room along with her. I plop down on her soft mattress as my mom, fighting back the urge of bawling her eyes out, lets off a week. Kaden, your mommy Kate passed away last night. My heart sinks like a rock in water, and my whole body starts discombobulating. I couldn't contain my emotions. I just couldn't figure out how I felt. 
I felt like I was digging to the bottom of a bottomless hole. I scooted to the side of my bed and just sat there as still as a statue. My mom started using her guidance counseling skills about grieving and loving and blah, blah, blah. But all of her mushy-gushy words ran in and out of my ears. I didn't even know what she was talking about, what time it was, where I was. All I felt was a deep, deep sadness. My brain suddenly wandered off to the first time I had ever saw my mom's beautiful face. I practically fell into the dining room chair, excited as could be to beat my mom. We hit the call button on my grandmother's iPad and waited, then waited, then we waited. It felt like an eternity. Only every once in a while, I heard the faint bring sound. Right when I had given up hope, something happened. My mom had answered. We talked on and on until my mom asked, Do you need to ask me anything? I zoomed back into reality, noticing it was only my other mom. Uh, I don't know, mom. I just don't know what to feel. It'll be okay, Kate, and she sighed. Suddenly, I was in the middle of the best hug I'd ever felt. It was that as if, it was that as if I was in the middle of Antarctica, freezing to death. And suddenly, a big blanket wrapped around me to keep me from freezing. It was the best feeling ever. The last thing my other mom had said to me before I went on to live my life without a birth mother to see and talk to was, keep loved ones in your heart. Because even if they're not there with you physically, they will always be there in your heart. Hello? Anyone home? We're leaving soon. Flick! On goes a single light in the dark, just like how I felt my mom was before she died. The single light being her in her finest moments with a new successful job, a new house, and a new life, and the dark representing her dreadful past. My mom shelved across the floor and creeped open the door. Hi, she grumbles, hinting that she had just woken up. She fully opens the door and reveals her beautiful self, just not beautiful at the moment. She had big bags under her eyes, wrinkled up pajamas, and a horrible bedhead. We apologized for waking her and kissed her goodbye. We scrambled back to the car, and I got one last look at my funny, creative, artistic, crazy, adventurous, and kind mom not knowing it would be my final in-person look at her. The last time I'd ever saw my mom was over FaceTime at my grandparents' house on a hot July day. I sprung out of the black and white striped chair like a jack-in-the-box, hollering in excitement. My echo boomed through the house as I leaped with joy to and fro, as happy as could be. Guess what, Papa? I won the game. I've been trying to win this game more than you've been alive, and that's a long time, I snicker. Oh, you want to go there, striped Papa. Me and my grandfather go back and forth, roast after roast after roast, until my sister's voice breaks up the battle. I clearly had won. It's Mommy Kate, she informed us. I ran behind my grandmother's leather ready recliner and leaned over it, almost flipping over to see the screen. My mom's face appears on the screen, and I immediately noticed something was different. You got new glasses, I hollered. I went on and on, telling her how beautiful they were, and she should not get rid of them. Shortly, being the Caden I am, I raced off into my room to continue my video game. Caden, come say bye, yells Papa from the other room. I dropped my iPad, sprinting into the kitchen, nearly tripping over the cartlet. Can't wait to see you again, I cheerfully say not knowing those are the last words I would say to her.
minute my mom passed away, I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know to feel upset, angry, or shocked. According to the article, Very Well Family by Amy Morin, it says that kids process and display complex emotions differently than adults. When my mom passed away, my emotions weren't processed to know how to feel. I watched my other mom ball her eyes out while I tried to figure out why she was so sad. I tried to feel sad with her, but it didn't come along until when I least expected it. According to the article, Death and a Estranged Parent by Chris Peterson, even though the relationship with the parent wasn't strong, the death involved someone who is part of their lineage and the chance to learn about the other half of their family may be gone. He also mentions the death of the parent brings to mind ideas of how the relationship should have been. After the loss, the dream for a better relationship remains only a dream. When a child loses a parent, they didn't know very well, you should give them space to grieve without judgment because after all, they still are experiencing a loss. People may experience sadness, noticing they missed so many years with their parent and how life could have been. The right thing to do is remind them not to live a life remembering what they could have done. Talk about the past is a good way to recover. Something to remember is forgiveness isn't always about the other person, it's about moving forward. Reminding the child about bad times and criticizing the parent is something that you should never do while someone goes through grief. When a child's parents die, there's a very high chance, perhaps not at the beginning, but at some point a child will start grieving over an estranged parent. There are many reasons a child may grieve over an estranged parent. Chris mentions, death closes the door on reconciliation. Words are left unsaid and the feelings still remain, sometimes without closure. And people reflect on a time when they loved the parent or wanted to love them. Although there may not be a longing for things to change, there is a feeling of melancholy that things were not different. Everyone grieves over death from a plant to a dog to a human. Even though it seems strange to feel so many emotions, it's always okay to love and grieve over someone that might not be close to you because even though they're not physically there with you, they're still with you in your heart. After reading this article, I started to rally up all the things that could have been so different if my mom had died. I started to feel robbed inside, noticing that I'd still had so much to learn about her. I was reaching the point where we talked constantly, learning about each other, and we had a safe relationship. When we first met, everyone was worried it would be too much for my mom and it would just be a big mistake. But the second we met, we knew that was a lie. She was just breaking out of her dark side and emerging into a new beautiful life. She had just gotten a new house, started a new job, and overall was having an amazing life. While reading this article, I pictured me, my mom, and my baby sister all at Disneyland, sitting on a bench eating hot dogs on a nice summer day, bonding together. At first I started to just feel upset and angry, but it brought me peace noticing that even though she died, we had an amazing adventure together. I remember after being told my mom passed away, I stared out the window, observing the majestic flight of a mighty black crow. My mom talked on and on. As she talked, my mind chilled off and followed the crows, sweeping to and fro in between the tree lines like fighter jets. The crow had a repeated as if calling for something or someone. In a blink of an eye, I saw a lone more petite crow diving and dodging towards the larger crow. I watched both crows rest side by side on a nearby branch. It suddenly occurred to me that the crows are a lot like people. 
they have families too. Watching this scene, I started to picture my mom and I replacing those two crows. They softly land on the branch of an old pine tree resting in the backyard. Kaden, I need you to know that even if Mommy Kate isn't with us anymore, she will always remain in our hearts, whispers mom. The moment before my face was buried in my mom's warm shoulder, I got one last glimpse at those two marvelous crows reuniting together as if they were apart for eternity. I felt a warm grace over my body, remembering one day I'd experienced that very same loving feeling, reuniting with someone who you haven't seen in forever, and now those two crows get to feel the same I did.